0: Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: We're back on a Tuesday with you here on the Ticket Water Cooler on ninety three seven, the Ticket, and as usual at this time, we'd like to bring on Brian Munson of On Three, and uh, Brian, welcome aboard, and tell us a little bit more about On Three as we're all learning about the the new uh, new your new your new boss, I suppose.
0: We had to kind of sneak that one up on all you guys, yeah. Um, so the 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 majority of the team is slid over to On Three, obviously, we are we're short a guy until September and that's the way that that's going to kind of roll out. But then we'll be back to full staff um, on three is another, uh, another network um, obviously in, in, in co- competition with 24 seven and rivals um, and others before that uh, very similar recruiting rankings, but there's newer, cooler stuff. There's like, there's algorithms out there for like recruit prediction meters and there's an NIL section that Jeremy Crabtree helps, helps do. And that should uh, that should be a name that everybody's familiar with. Oh, yeah. um, you got some guys like in regional and recruiting and national recruiting coverage, like Chad Simmons, um, that I think people are very familiar with because of Nebraska's tendencies to recruit the state of Georgia. Uh, he's the national recruiting editor for, for on three. And he was a, he had a guest spot in my visitor preview last week. Um, and right now, there's a special 12 months for one buck. So go ahead and go out there and get online. We, we basically had every recruit covered on Sunday except for Bo Hewley in um, uh, Josh Minion because he didn't leave till Monday. And then obviously the commitment story um, with Brock Knudsen, uh yesterday and then Jaden Doss before that on Friday. So. Uh, Lots of good stuff that's still up there on the board. Go check it all out, and then we should just be in time to start catching up about talking about official visitors for next week.
1: All right, sweet. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, can't do much of a better deal than a dollar there. So uh, definitely go no. check that out. Uh, I, I did want to ask you about those recruits, and we'll start with Jaden Doss just because he committed first. Uh, and in in connection with the the, the commitments, it's it's not just that; it's the it's the new recruiting um, the kind of the coaches that are going into it. So uh, what is what is Jaden Doss kind of bringing to the table for, for Nebraska, and uh, how is uh, how how is the wide receiver room just kind of so on fire? I mean, it just seems like uh, yeah. seems like it's just rolling.
0: Yeah, Jaden Doss is a Bill Bush recruiting area guy and a Mickey Joseph recruited uh, position guy. So he got he got tag teamed a little bit by, you know, two of the heavier hands of recruiting uh, recruiting guys on Scott Frost staff. Um, You know, Doss is interesting. He uh, won the top player in the Kansas City area last year. Um, and can do basically everything on the football field when it comes to playing wide receiver. So he's an outside guy, he's an inside guy, he's a slot guy. Um, he's also going to be a person that Bill Bush is going to have, you know, a chance to coach out there in the football field because he's a heck of a, rec- uh, a returner too. Um, he is pretty dynamic. He he can do some stuff in tight spaces. He also has the ability to take the top off of the defense and kind of run past everybody. Um, and, and, and to your point, that room is just, it, this is, this is a really interesting, uh, commitment because what it does to everything else that's going to happen, you hosted, you hosted, I don't know, four other wide receivers this weekend. You had Barry Jackson, you had Malachi Coleman that was there, Joshua Manning, um, and you had Omari and Miller. So you had four other wide receivers in, in town. You're likely only taking three, so now you've got Jaden Doss. Malachi Coleman likely has the, you know, a spot guaranteed to him. So maybe you've got one other spot. And, you know, we're on a little bit of a commitment watch here right now because Omarion Miller came in this last weekend. And uh, some things are kind of popping out of that camp to, to, to indicate that he may be very close to springing a commitment for Nebraska. So that room could be filling up very quickly. And obviously the Brock Knutson commitment yesterday. Also does some
1: similar things in
0: the offensive line room in class.
1: Brian, you you brought up Malachi Coleman. I definitely wanted to bring it up to you because that's been a big discussion, especially on social media. He says that it's the best visit he had so far. He's wearing a big red football school. I bet a lot of fans love that. He's from Lincoln. Where are we at with the recruiting of Malachi Coleman? And do you think this is a good sign that he seems this interested?
0: Without a doubt, I mean, um, <clears throat> I think it's an incredible, uh, it's an incredible point for Nebraska to kind of be at to give Malachi uh, this baseline, this uh, this bar basically for him to kind of carry forward and compare all the rest of the schools that he wants mm-hmm. to wants to visit, compare it against the school that's right there in his backyard why would you want to go ahead and travel hundreds of miles away to, to do the things that you can do and in, in, in not in not a better environment than what you can get right there in your backyard. So that's a very, very interesting kind of um, scenario to carry forward. It makes it incredibly difficult. You've got to be disruptive. You've got to be disruptive in a positive way when it comes to bringing in, bringing in a guy like that and getting him to kind of turn a blind eye to just going a couple miles, you know, North, uh, to, to the to the stadium there to go to school, as opposed to a couple hundred miles, uh, and you know kind of this life change, changing forklift you know upgrade kind of life uh, lifestyle. So, I think that things are sitting really good with Malachi, but again, people have got to kind of slow down here a little bit. Malachi held a press conference to talk about you know his process and talk about the the official visit. This is a guy that I fully anticipate is going to take his time, you know, to go through things. He's got a lot of options, and I think Nebraska fans are going to have to get comfortable with him, you know, potentially taking a visit out there to, to USC or to another school, and just kind of seeing where this thing's going to kind of drag out to because it's very likely going to see very late in the year, potentially all the way out to December
1: it's fascinating to see the level of talent here in Nebraska certainly helps to see it in Lincoln too so we'll enjoy that um, but uh, that's kind of the it uh, goes on to a larger discussion. Do you think that Scott Frost um, you know at times with you know kind of the Avante Diggersons and other guys it's that, kind of left the state um, do you think that in-state recruiting has been a problem to, for Scott Frost and if so how's he turned around and I guess if not um, you know why why is that narrative kind of sprung up?
0: Yeah, I I think that 2022 class didn't have a very good look with it, and I know a lot of people ask questions about why all the guys, a lot of the top guys, you know, other than Ernest Towlesman were were leaving the state. And um, I think that they all had their own reasons. A lot of you know, a couple of those guys at least weren't from the state to to begin with, but we're living in Omaha now, and um, there really wasn't anything to kind of keep them there. So I I I think that I think Scott has done a A good job in state. I don't think it was fair to basically put 2022 ahead of any of the other wins that he had had um, in state. However, I I think people are kind of seeing, you know, a lot more schools uh, paying attention to Nebraska Uh, when when it comes to you know Boston College reaching out to Ernest Hausman last year, Michigan, and 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 now you've got uh, Cade McIntyre now that's got offers from OU and Tennessee. Um, and Minnesota would more would more, no they would love to be able to reach into Scott Frost's backyard and get a guy to, to come to Minnes to Minnesota versus go to Lincoln. And and Iowa always prides themselves in Iowa State for that matter of going in there and, and being some of the first schools to offer kids from the state of, of Nebraska. So I think that the optic has really changed in terms of not recruiting the state to not offering the kids soon enough that they want. Um, you saw it again a little bit with Carter Nelson, uh, but then again, Nebraska offered a 2026 wide receiver this weekend after a seven-on-seven tournament. And That's a kid that's never even been to high school yet. So Jeez. I think that some things are changing, some things are turning here a little bit, and I think that that's going to really help out with kind of defending that Nebraska is trying to keep everybody um, home and give them that option to come to Lincoln first, and that they want to get them there. So that that's that's the first part that has to
1: happen. Well, moving away from recruiting a little bit into our our own projections, uh, we were kind of talking about Casey Thompson uh, and you know mm-hmm. the effect that he has, and, and the, kind of someone was brought up on the text line, um, you know if he goes down or or maybe he just doesn't necessarily have the season that we expect him to have. Um, do you think that that's a significant punch to Nebraska's ceiling? Do you think they can win without a like somewhat of an all-star quarterback? With how much Frost has relied on his quarterbacks in the past?
0: Um. You know, I think that Scott Frost and, and Coach Whipple are probably sitting there in the in the north, in the north offices uh, wishing that they would have had a chance to better evaluate um, Purdy and, and, and Harburg And I, I, I have a reason to believe that you know that um, Smothers came out for the spring game and probably that was the worst performance he had all summer or all spring. Um, so that wasn't necessarily to sum up you know how he would have been performing up to that point. Um, but I, I think that obviously things are things have gotta been things have got to kind of be sorting themselves out and finding their way into kind of a a slotted deal where you know the starting quarterback whether that's you know, it's got to be you know Casey Thompson at this point and and you're hoping that guys like Purdy and Harburg and, and Smothers can can make a run at things and, and challenge him through the summer and, and make him a little uncomfortable and make him defend and make him get better. And and do things a little bit better through fall camp. Um, that's about the best thing that I would hope for. But I think at this point right now, I think that you know Purdy showed some better than at, better athleticism that I gave him credit for, uh, and I think Smothers is one of those real competitors that that they've got to really appreciate. And I think that there's kind of this untapped unknown thing about Harburg, which really that's one of the biggest reasons why I felt like they kept the green jersey off of him in the second half because. They hadn't seen anything live and they had to get some live you know, some live shots with him and see how he was gonna handle things. So um lots of questions still with the depth, a lot of talent there. Uh if Thompson goes down, does it mean that, that things are over with? I would say not necessarily, but I, it's not gonna be necessarily like this, this feel good thing like you got Brooke or somebody else sitting over there in the sideline waiting to go in either. It's it there there could be a very talented alternative that's over there that just has not had a chance to kind of put it all together yet. It's just, it's been about just bad, bad timing, bad, bad injuries and bad cycles. When, when you get a chance to get an opportunity to, to do something, they've not been available.
1: It'll be fascinating to see how it plays out one way or the other. He's Brian Munson of On3. Brian, thanks for joining us today. All right, guys. Be good. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. There he goes. Brian Munson, again, of On3. Uh, and uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be time for Box History Lessons. It's our year in review, 2017. It was a rough year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's really no other way of putting it. But we'll still go through it uh, and uh, try to remember the good times, if there were any. And, and at least uh, look at the national landscape as well. That's coming up next here on The Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.